0: Didier Buying Florida. I'm Didier at Didier Mortgage, and I cover the state of Florida. And today we're going to talk about what is happening to the loan process and what's taking place. So many things going on with this virus that's happening, and we're being in Florida in a hot spot. Uh, let's talk about the present pipeline. You know, when we go back to early March and late February, we loaded up on loans but the rates in the low threes or high twos, depending if it was a 30 or a 15 year loan. Our pipelines were full, the lenders were overwhelmed, and then the coronavirus came and it forced everything to change, where everyone had to like a one building with 5,500 employees all working from their home, all being remotely checked on, all online, uh, having to deal with their kids. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. But what we're finding is, is that everyone is scrambling to keep the production going and working out of their home, which has been huge because a great opportunity for changes to take place down the road. Most people are supposed to work out of their homes by the year 2030. Looks like that's gonna get accelerated to 2022. So we have the pipeline that's getting finished off and we're now at the end of March, early April, and all those loans are closing. So the pipeline will have to be filled again. There's a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes, which I don't quite understand all of it. I know that they have to short with their lots, and there's the mortgage-backed securities, and there's all kinds of things that are going on with the government buying uh, you know, loans. And there's a lot of stuff in the back that's hurting the lenders right now. And I know they're communicating with the government of what they're doing to try to get some balance and sanity going so that they uh, can stay in business and continue to do loans. So Fannie Freddie and FHA VA, you know, there's a lot happening and, and, and we got to look at, you know, these loans, like these government loans. You know, when the government says, hey, don't worry about not making your mortgage payments for 90 days. Well, what happens when we originate a loan? Is that a first payment default? Can they sell the loan? So there's a lot of things going on with the lenders that is beyond my comprehension, but I know they're diligently working with the mortgage bankers association trying to get things done and getting the president's ear and explaining to the higher ups of what's happening and, and how to you know continue to move smoothly without the things that are going on so a lot of things happening there so that goes into my next little topic is on purchases you know i'm finding out that the purchases the rates are higher and usually the rates are higher but also there's an origination without a lender credit so it's kind of costing a little bit more money right now to do a loan you know we're finding that you know they're giving some lender credit but mostly you have to make your money on the origination so we're having to cut our fees which is great no problem to try to make it feasible for the borrower buying a home so we're finding that out pretty big time that the rates are being adjusted and and, you know we have to shop it as a mortgage broker you know we have so many lenders and usually we're just really relying on one but we're now having to look at the different lenders and what they're offering because could be in the market, out the market, or, there, you know, all kinds of things going on. So it's a day-to-day basis. And then, you know, talking to people or they got to have their homes are under contract or buying a new home, holding the hand, making sure they're okay, and that we're, you know, going with their loan. And, and there's a lot of anxiety because there's the uncertainty. And there comes that word fear. And so with all that going on, there's a lot of pressure and, and people are very stressed out. But on my purchases, they seem to be going well and nothing but great kudos to the realtors. I mean, they're out on the battlefield showing properties, either through virtual, going to go see the home. You know, they're there for the home inspection with all this going on. So they're just doing an incredible jobs and, and just resilient fighters. Love it. And then we get the loans into the mortgage process. And then what's going on? Well, we get the mortgage and then we've got to, you know, see about locking it in. And a lot of lenders are not letting us lock in. What? They're not letting us lock in because of all the uncertainty and all the things that are going in the back scenes that we don't know about with the government. So we're having to float them, you know, to 15 days prior to closing. Once you get your clear to close, uh, you know, things of that nature. So that's a lot of pressure and stress. Uh, You know, then now with the new loans we have. Well, we have a whole host of things going on. Let's talk about it. Well, uh, you know, on a purchase, we, you know, have an appraisal. Now, hopefully, you get an appraisal waiver or you may get a drive by. But if you need a full appraisal, well, my goodness, that's a whole can of worms. All of a sudden, the owner is sick or the tenant's sick. I've had this happen. Appraiser says, I'm not going. And I don't blame them. So they're not going to see it or they're missing parts of the house had that happen because you know there's people are sick or things going on they don't want to get their you know they don't want to get it and rightfully so so that's a little hindrance and you have all the insurance companies are working out of their home they're doing a great job working out of their homes getting their quotes and trying to get everything up and set in the mortgagee clause and then you've got uh, your home inspectors have got to go out to the property and people wanting to show up for the inspection. So those are a host of things. And then you've got your, your processors, your underwriters, your closers, and they're all working from their home and they may have kids and those kids are screaming in the background. They've got to work, concentrate, get things done. So really a lot of added pressure for them. And I'm, I'm noticing like these underwriters are working at two in the morning, three in the morning. It's probably because it's hard for them to get things done. So they got to you know, get up at night and do it where everyone's asleep. So God bless them, you know, they're just diligently working away, keeping the pipelines. And most of the lenders are keeping their timeframes pretty much right on target, even given the circumstances, because we are resilient and we are fighters and we will find a way and we are finding a way. And so the other thing is that we want to share about is closings. What's going on there? Well, you know, this morning I had a closing at 9 a.m. and it was a mobile motor, they went to the house. So really can't hang out at the house. I have two in the afternoon, and I'll be in the parking lot. So we'll be in the parking lot. I'll be with the realtor. And then really, they're having a mobile closer. Mobile closer is going to the home or meeting out in the parking lot. I've seen the closings we've been having in the back of a pickup truck with the back gate open. Uh, been on picnic tables. So things like that have been happening. But what they're doing is when they come into the title company, only the people signing can go in. Realtors, mortgage people. We're out in the parking lot, which is fine. So it's good to keep our distance and keep away. And I'll be at two closings today, which I will do that. And uh, I'll have my distance and I'll be on the parking lot. But I don't get to meet these guys. You know, I take a loan half electronically. I go ahead and get all their documents uploaded through a secure site. So it's my one shot to get to meet you and, and be at the closing. So even though I'm not in there with you, I am in the parking lot. Sounds a little weird, but I'm in the parking lot and I'm there. So it makes sure everything goes smooth and answer any questions and always to be available for you. What's the status on refis during this little crisis that we're having? I'm noticing that cash out on investments in primary, secondary homes, the pricing is just really out of whack unless you've got some major, huge loan, high credit scores, low loan to value. But really people I have that are wanting to refinance to get a cash out up to 80%, the pricing's not there. It looks like they're really targeting really purchases. It seems at this time to get the purchases in and out, but there's not really a whole lot in terms of refis with cash coming out and, you know, we've been adding names. You know, we, uh, I sent out a postcard to my clients and through my social media, I've had so many, I've got like three pages of people wanting to refinance, but we have got to wait for the target of the rates to come down for it to be successful. And, you know, right now we're just taking names and numbers and hoping and praying that once there's stability and balance in the market and uh, we get people back to work, that things will settle down and that we'll have a great strong second half of the year where we're going to be the mortgage person pulling out, refinancing and getting everyone in a better situation. So let's talk about the loan process a little bit. What What we're finding is, you know, what we're having to do is not only do we have to wait for everyone to get all the information and get it under it and get to the closing table. But when you go, not only do we do a verbal, but they're doing verifications of employments the day of closing. So that's something new. We always do a verbal. We want to make sure you're still employed, but we're doing a VOE. And these are new things that are being added on. And, you know, the changes are coming every day. Lenders are changing their credit mm-hmm. scores. They're changing uh, criterias. They're having all kinds of, uh, you know, other requirements that are not normal, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or FHA, VA. So they're doing their layovers uh, on what they want. They'll take the paper. So a lot of changes. So we're we'll gonna be working during the day, and we'll get a change, 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 change. And we got to keep up with all the different lenders that we're working with and how it's going. So these changes are definitely affecting all of us. But you know, we're still moving forward. You know, the purchases are a priority. The refinances are just not quite there yet. And so we have that going on. So really we're dealing with the whole industry. As we mentioned, all of the affiliates, the realtors, the lenders, loan officers, we're all working out of our homes and all trying to make it happen. So, and doing a great job at it as well. So that's really some great news and maybe some changes for people in the future of working in the homes. Uh, yeah, I just thought that would be great information for you to learn and know because these changes are coming and we have changes every day and we have to keep up with it. Plus, we have to keep talking to our clients more on a day-to-day basis on everything going on because of the fear factor, the unknown. And you know, I mean, when we do those verification of employments, we're doing them to make sure that you still have a job. And then the other thing that lenders have to contend with is The government says, hey, don't worry about making your mortgage payment for 90 days. Well, how does that happen if you originate a loan and you're like, well, shoot, we don't have to make a payment. Well, it's kind of like what they call a first payment default. Is now that loan sellable or is it on their books? Does it go down the line? What exactly takes place? If you're going to say there's a default, you know, if you say don't make your mortgage payment, you know, government, you need to buy all those loans because you're setting up for the fall. And there's a lot of, you know, added risk for the lenders. And that's why we're seeing the pricing. We're not seeing the aggressiveness because they're in uncertain times and they don't know until they get things established with the powers to be in the government to make sure that, you know, they're not going to have to buy back a loan because you said it's okay not to make the mortgage payment. So, you know, I understand that's great but to help people out, but you got a first loan being originated. <laughs> you want to make those payments. So those are some factors there, you know? And then I really feel that if you're closing at a higher rate, you know, there'll be an opportunity, hopefully, to refinance. But, you know, we need the loan on our books for five or six months, whatever our covenant is with the lenders. We've got to keep it. We've got to make so many payments. Otherwise, we get what they call an EPO, early payoff. And we got to pay back what we made and give it back to the lender. So there's a lot of things in that way. So what does it come? Well, I just feel that once there's, uh, you know, a communication that's set up with the government, with all the stimulus they have going on, clear understanding with the lenders and their underwriting and their loans and their packages that they send and sell, that there's more understanding of what's going on in the background, because I think there's a lot of fear for them. And you know, let's talk about what just took place, You know, like uh, about a week and a half ago, non-QM loans, what are they? Well, those are the ones that were growing uh, unbelievably. And those are the ones that were maybe, you know, if you had to qualify for a mortgage and you didn't have any tax returns you could or income didn't show, but you had 12 months bank statements, you had approved certified profit loss from a CPA, or you were doing an investment property with a no-doc, no income, no job, you could do those loans. Well, they all just shut down. And so now they're on, you know, some are on standby waiting to find that the hedge funds get money. And they can price the loans so that they can do them. Uh, but they're hanging on to the loans and their warehouse line. They all got them on a line. So one investor, a buddy of mine, you know, they had $75 million And they said, just stand by. We'll let's be on hold. And finally, they just said, hey, we're done. We're out. We're, we're closing. Completely closed shop. New leases, new everything. $75 million on a warehouse line and no one buying it. So that's really huge. And so the other ones are really just hanging on because when the hedge funds get their money, they'll be able to go buy those securities again. Now the rates and terms are gonna change, but just thankful. If we go back to March of 2008, when they all shut down called subprime, that was over. There was no coming back. That was shut down and shut down for a decade. So now we have these non-QM loans. They're a lot healthier and safer and they're really consumer-friendly. They don't have like these two-year balloons and all this other crazy stuff. And on owner-occupied, no prepays. And the loans are usually locked for five or seven years. So they did really a good job with the new program. But now those buyers are done. I have two loans in the pipeline. One's a purchase and one's a refi. And we're stopped. And then we, I had new someone on the board of FAMP, a friend of mine. She had a loan that was in rescission. And they said, now we're not funding it. So really, we have these people that have huge amounts of loans in their warehouse lines and we really need the hedge funds to buy them, investors to buy them, because if they don't get off the lines, that is just going to be a bankruptcy for the the lender and it's going to be layoffs and everyone's affected and there's a lot of job creations, there's a lot of jobs that are being added with this type of paper which is really not bad paper at all. I mean, it it took me a little while, like three years ago to get comfortable with it, but I do see the benefits and how it does help, but that business is gone. So they're not available and everyone's on hold. And for the ones that are doing it, they'll be stopping as well. So that's a big deal. I mean, we're talking about 12 years ago, subprime exiting and not coming back for uh, a decade later. Huge. Now we've got non-QM. Same month, 12 years later, and they hit the dust. And that's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of everything that gets affected. So really hoping that that gets going. So those are some of the big things that we have going on. I hope that you found this video or podcast rather educational. You know, I'd, I encourage you to go to my www.ddamortgage.com website. On my website, I have these videos. They're one-minute videos. So if you really don't want to hang out for 16, 17 minutes on a podcast, you can get the short version. Although I cheated. I did like four minutes on this video this time. Because there's a lot of information. And, And everyone's got to realize there's so many pieces to the puzzle as we're doing these loans. And so we're just going to keep plugging away. And once we get some balance and the rates come down, be a feeding frenzy of refis. Purchase remain strong. And remember, purchases are awesome. There is no inventory. But I tell you what the mortgage broker is gonna do. They're gonna be able to refinance, consolidate, get your bills under a toe, get your payments lower, and really try to get everything taken care of so that you can come back stronger and rebounding. But just understand, because of all the things that are going on, the process could be a little bit slower. The pricing's a little offbeat. And so once everything improves and we get back to hopefully a normal status, the new norm, that'll be an opportunity for everyone to take advantage and to continue buying homes, to continue the industry going and for continue to uh, keep producing and making loans happen and people putting people in homes. People still have to be in a home and there's things doing. People are up, you know, they're upsizing or they're downsizing or they're making a move or they're coming down. So a lot of things going on. I hope I've been helpful to you. I'm Didier Buying Florida, and I just encourage you to go to my website, encourage you to subscribe to my videos, and just be part of the family learn and grow with me as we go along in our journey. Thank you for joining me today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.